All right, Nick, before we get started with the actual show, I need your uh, I need your take on the most important thing that's hit the, uh, hit, honestly, I would say media, gameplay, video game stuff. Um, like, re- th- what, what are your thoughts on the new uh, Super Mario Brothers movie trailer that dropped? Um, I think uh, Italia-phobia has gotten out of control, is what I think is happening. Okay, um, I think... Uh, <laughs> so have you, have I, you seen it? Have you seen it? I haven't watched the thing, which is kind of like blasphemous because I, I grew up like loving Mario. I mean, I, I wasn't like obsessed or anything. I didn't really like replay it all the time or anything like that. But like, I definitely loved Mario growing up. Uh, so the fact that I like gave a cursory listen to the the voice and was like, eh, that's not a good voice, and then okay, just like, okay, turned okay, it off. Okay, okay. That, that's so, my that's my take. That's so the extent of my take. Can Can you give me a better "It's a Me Mario" than what Chris Pratt does in the "It's a Me Mario"? Hello and welcome to the year we started a podcast. It's a podcast Wait, born Phoenix Life. I'm not allowed yes, to do access. You podcast. have to cut that. You have to cut that. I'm literally not allowed. It's in the bylaws. It's in, oh, the, man. It's in the rules. It's in the rules. You can't you do access. I'm kicking back, knuckling up. I am your co-host, Jeff. <laughs> I'm, I'm Nick, I think. I'm somebody. And this, Nick, is our podcast. We're coming here with energy and a, we're a couple of friends, a couple of uh, continents apart. Uh, they'd like to come we're a couple of continents podcast. apart. Did you move? Uh, yeah, a couple guys. <laughs> Look, we'll get into it. Um, and uh, yeah, talk about some things that are fun and interesting to us, Nick. Um, yeah, so my misspeakings will probably be plentiful. Uh, yeah. I, I am. Make me feel bad about it. Yeah, yeah. Way to beat up on the sick kid. So, Nick, yeah. we started this whole thing, this whole podcast, in the like, like daunting dark part, like in the shadows in the alley of uh, a COVID nineteen pandemic. And our whole thing was we're not going to talk about all the bummer bull crap that the whole world wants to talk about. And you know what? Both of us, we did a really good job at not getting the 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 cool on brand sick that is COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. but Nick. I did One it. Of us. I you found did it. it. I found I'm, it. I'm I, proud of you, son. I feel terrible. <laughs> I feel yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's been rough stuff, man. I I do not recommend my honestly the weirdest thing. Uh, so like I felt sick the day that I tested positive. Um, I'll skip a lot of the backstory. It's kind of bummer and sad and etc. Um, mm. <clears throat> it was just mostly a bummer situation. Like the two days leading up to it. Um, but then I got it and like I was kind of prepared. Like I had my, Katie tested positive ahead of time, so I knew it was probably in my future. And we had basically made you know arrangements to know it was going to go down. Um, and then I got it and I felt so. So 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 sick. Like as the day went on, <laughs> I like at first it's like, oh man, it's just a, it's like, oh, I can just, I, I think I even texted you and Jen, like, oh, yeah. I just take some ibuprofen and then the headache is gone. Um, and then it's like, oh man, if I if I'm five minutes late on an ibuprofen acetaminophen like rotation, like I'm gonna die. <laughs> That's <laughs> kind of where I was at, and. So that was pretty rough. But literally as I was saying that sentence right there, the weirdest thing is, I mean, I'm a pretty forgetful person as it is. I have a, like people talk about COVID fog. Uh-huh. I have a really hard time completing sentences. So this should be a really interesting experience. This would like, be a really good one for me. I'll enjoy it a lot. And I will probably come off as a very, very well-spoken, composed and sophisticated man. Just really well thought out. You know what I mean? Like, I, like, I just... Like that, I as a man am well thought out, which is not a sensical statement, but 
don't worry about it because I'm gonna I'm gonna have uh, be graded on a curve today. Okay, I w- uh, well let's uh, let's elaborate. So you as a man are very thought out. I'm well thought out. Yeah, yeah. Somebody somebody designed me with a lot in mind, and mostly um, like you know cynicism and a uh, a propensity for chips. Did you say I was pro- like you just say a propensity for chips, like like the, like eating the chips, food. like eating have chips. to have to eat a lot of chips, otherwise don't function well. And by don't function well, I mean honestly, I don't have like a problem when I don't eat chips. I just am dumb and I'm like, oh, there's chips. I should eat all these. I should mm. just have a lot of these. Yeah, a predicate for functioning well, chips. That is one of the stats that you've rolled. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. you know that's that's fair. Anyways, um, it's it's okay, but it does suck really bad, and I see why it can be a global problem. Uh, because me and my wife are young thirties, and uh, it has yeah. not been pleasant. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can only imagine if uh, we had any other problems. Because like, the, the, here's the thing: is like I've never tried so hard to not get sick when I knew that <laughs> sick was here. Because like, Katie stopped feeling good. She tested positive, and like, we went into like crazy prepper mode level of quarantine. <laughs> and like the whole time though, I'm like, you know, like there's yeah, I I read all it's these. Probably things, already like, done. It's probably it's probably too late, and I'm like I was like again I was texting you guys I'm like I I maybe just a mute like I just dodged it for the hundredth time, and then I felt really tired and <laughs> I took a nap in the middle of the day before which is not typically what I do and then I woke up and I did you know just normal things and then I went to bed at a little bit later than normal but not too crazy then woke up the next day and I felt like I was going to die I'm like well <laughs> turns out well, that was never not going to happen and yep. Yeah. So, anyways, not gonna talk about COVID stories at this point. Like eighty percent or something like that crazy has had COVID. Uh, so I'm just speaking to the masses. Is that right? I didn't know that. And, I, and it, I don't know what the actual number is, but it's crazy high. Uh, I try not to inundate myself with that kind of information because it's like I don't even know like what, what what is what do I do with that? You know what I mean? Like it doesn't help me to know that. Like I don't know. But I do feel for you, sir. I'm sorry. And you're, you're totally right. Most everybody's not most everybody. Apparently, eighty percent people have had it. So. Like that's it's pretty nuts. We all understand the experience at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not um, me. I'm perfect and never get never get sick. And, yeah, no, and I'm very proud of you and your my, mountain biking escapades and whatever else you do. Uh, I I do you, other you things. California surely. people. Um, okay, so real quick uh, before, because like Nick, I we mentioned before. Well, we mentioned before we talked about this is great. I just I love having a podcast where I talk where I don't really know where I'm going before the sentence ends. This is a very fun experience. Um, so before <laughs> we started recording <laughs> is what I meant to say. Uh, uh-huh. Before we started recording, we uh, talked about how maybe our actual topic that I want to talk about, not super prepared, but also something that I think that we can talk about for a long time. But before we do, um, you recommended me a book. Did you actually recommend this to me on the podcast? Uh, I'm pretty dang sure yes. Okay. Um, it seems likely. So it's uh, Shade Slinger uh, is the book that you recommended to me. Yeah. And it is not the sort of book that I would typically read. but It's not the sort of book I would typically read or recommend, honestly. Well, why did you recommend it, Nicholas? Well, because so it is a just a super fun, lighthearted book. That is a very good time, and for you and me, it is a love. It is totally a love letter to a genre of video games called it MMOs. Is. It is yes. like absolutely a person who loved MMOs, just having fun with like the idea of a fun one, and just 
having fun with all the cool things that 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 you get when you're when you you know are when you're pointing them out. So yeah. So Nick, here's a problem. The book that you recommended to me is a part of a series, and I did not know that when I started this, or I, I did not internalize that when ah, I started. Ah, someone didn't listen to me. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> I probably had COVID or something. Uh, <laughs> okay, so this is I, I I didn't look into it once I saw at the bottom of my Audible that it said book number one. How many books have you gotten me into, you so jerk? It's, it's three, and he hasn't put a limit on how many it's going to be, but he doesn't think it's going to be more than like five. Have you read all three? Yeah, I have. Oh, I, okay. uh, I listened to the third one like almost instantly when it came out. I was like, ah, yeah, I got to do this. Sounds great. Um, so I am in chapter 21, which I think is around a little bit past halfway, maybe, I don't know, okay. somewhere around there. Um, so book one, book two, book three, um, tell me, am I getting into something that I'm going to get more attached to or less attached to? Like uh, where, where's the sweet spot for this series? Uh, I think three was easily the best. Really? So yeah, like I, I thought they were all. I thought one and two were like very similarly fun, and I don't know if I really had a preference for one or the other, but I thought three was. Okay, I, I'm gonna ask a question that it's a little bit spoilery, perhaps, oh, but fine. I, I do want to know, like, just a yes no. You don't have to tell anything else uh-huh. other than that. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm in book one, and it, right now he's the only one that is in the game right now of any consequence. Uh, mm-hmm. Does the actual thing start in this book, or is that a book two thing? What do you mean the actual thing? Do people, do uh, like people, actual oh, people start playing. Yes, yes, game. yes, yes. I actually expect that you're there with that you're you're coming up on that relatively soon. Okay, and I think it feels like I am. I just I didn't know if that was actually going to be a thing or if this drags out and then cuts off and then that's a book two thing. So um, yes, it is absolutely a uh, it happens absolutely this book. Um, and the what I was gonna say is um, like my my biggest like critique. I mean, it's like. It's like critiquing a, you know, a sitcom TV show that you like, you enjoy a lot. It's like, is it a critique? Do you even really care enough to call it a critique? Is it a big deal? Uh, but my, my critique would be that a lot of the, um, the book is a, is just these two characters riffing, right? It's like yeah. a lot of just, just the, this little buddy dynamic thing that they got going on, like not buddy cop, but buddy cop dynamic that they have going on. And that's awesome and super fun and it works. Uh, but, um, the book gets better when they add more people into that. The book, the series gets better as they add more people into it, which they will do soon. Um, and it gets, uh, I think the third book has the most of that and it has the most of like, uh, I don't know, like character development ish, I guess. And like relationship de- development for the characters. And I like a lot the the book doesn't take, the series doesn't take itself too seriously at any point. Like it doesn't turn into, and then the video game became the consequences of the whole world. The winner was going <laughs> to save the world or anything of yeah. the sort. So, uh, which I think is like a very easy trope for all, you know, media to fall into. It's just like ramping up consequences I mean, that was, unnecessarily. That was very much the Ready Player One strategy for storytelling. 100%. To ramp that up to be, yeah, everything. It's like, here's a fun video game. Here's a fun VR idea. Wouldn't it be crazy if we lived in a world like that? Anyways, and also, what if the VR video game had the consequences of society? And whoever wins is the richest person on the planet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I'll tell you what. So, not my thing, but more so than the other book that you had me read, which was, gosh, what was the name of the? Ruination. Ruination. Um, that one was 
more honestly what i would describe them as that was more of a book that my wife would enjoy as far as like just fantasy and like the actual story and this is much more like you said a love letter to a genre of video game uh yes that, that like honestly so far the entire story is like i would give a d minus on yeah like but, it just doesn't matter but because of the same stupid tricks that the video game genre that is MMO, like I just I want to keep grinding forward because I think that's <laughs> going to pay off. It's a very interesting thing. Anyways, uh, thank you for the recommendation. You're welcome, and I uh, I agree with you, and like I think it's a uh, I don't know worth saying or what I'm what I'm trying to get, but like it's um it's funny to me how little like i was thinking about it i was like oh i don't really care that the uh that the the, the story isn't good i like not the story the video game story isn't good right but like right. <laughs> the the story of just like the guy having uh fun in the video game is fine and good and i like it so yeah, yeah. all right nick uh, we have lots of time to talk about this, and I'm excited to talk to you about it. We've chatted yes. about it a little bit off and on, even including a text message that you sent me uh, earlier today or yesterday. It's hard to keep track these days. Um, <laughs> Nick, I want to talk to you about uh, Patrick LeVon Mahomes II uh, for the, the quarterback of the Kansas City yeah. Chiefs. Yeah, I've heard uh, of him once or twice. Yeah, and I and I want to talk to you about him and also uh, Mr. Stephen Curry, uh, and then a little bit of comparison of the two. And I just want to get your thoughts on some stuff because it's thoughts that okay. I've had, and I'm even we're gonna have to I'm gonna have to do some good editing because I have a few things I want to show you. Um, but my 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 premise or my thesis, I don't know how to, what what to label this as. Scroll up, you stupid thing. There you go. Um, I guess where I would state this is I think that Pat Mahomes and Steph Curry are mm. criminally un underrated or overlooked as like absolute game changing legends in the modern NFL and NBA. Not to say that they're not like heralded as very, very good, but mm. I think that their impact on the sport is like it gets old to say like oh man they are doing things that nobody else can do or has done like you can only say that so many times on you know on cable television or whatever but i i don't think that we should understate how much of an outlier they are like just from even if you take away all the stats and everything else just from an entertainment value like they are things that we may never see again yes and i do not want that to be wasted on us um so um but before i dive into any of the actual like similarities or um any other things i want to show you what are you, what is your general thoughts on that um both on the NBA side and also from the you know more casual observer outside observer on the NFL side of that so what, the, the NFL side is hard because I, I don't have like a broad like holistic knowledge of the NFL to like really you know what I mean to, to really like understand how many quarterbacks and players have done similar things um from uh, from my perspective, it's just like, oh, I watch uh, Pat Mahomes and I watch the Chiefs when you when like when we talk about it or in the playoffs, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, this guy is everywhere. He runs everywhere and he just wins games, basically all is out, right? Um, so 
basically just that is my thought. Um, and from from what I could tell, yeah. And also, yeah, like I, I uh, so I told you uh, last time we talked about Bill Russell that um, I didn't have a strong enough uh, opinion, perspective, whatever on um, on um, how do I put it on every player's rank like ranking and i know that that sounded like a cop out of the time and i um i didn't want to like belabor the point because we were talking about it uh, about other stuff but um what i meant with that is that like if you want to like dig deep on like a specific player's specific ranking in basketball and i'm sure this is similar if you're just if you're doing this in football especially if you're like even if you're just narrowing down to um you know things like uh like best quarterbacks ever but um, I feel like you need to, to really do uh, work and possibly have a system for how you're doing that, for how you're evaluating. Um, and I, I, I can tell you that, like, I haven't done that. Or I, not haven't done that. I don't have as nearly as strong of an understanding of, like, Kevin Garnett, Hakeem Olajuwon, uh, Tim Duncan, Kareem, as I do of, like, Kobe and LeBron because they played while I watched, right? And um, so I don't have a number or anything, but I can tell you that Steph belongs in that top 10 conversation. And he's the first guy since LeBron that really does. Like, more than... I think that Steph's going to, like pretty unanimously be considered better than KD when all things are said and done. I'm not positive on that. I don't really, and I don't really have a grasp of everybody else's worldview on it, on this stuff, but like it is, um, it is really apparent to me that that's the case. Like I would, if I'm thinking back on both of them, I think of Steph more uh, like having more seasons and possibly higher level seasons. And on top of that, uh, even if you count KD is better than him or think he, they're they're in the same stratosphere, we I don't think that he gets talked about that way. I don't think that he to your point earlier that like I don't think people realize that like yeah we're having one of those guys again, guys. Like we're having like okay maybe he's not Jordan or LeBron. I don't think that anyone's going to think of him as the best player of all time. Uh, but like we've got like a Magic or a Larry Bird or a Shaq or a Kobe right here in front of us, and I don't think people talk about him that way. Yeah, and and I guess where I want to like reframe the conversation that we're about to have. I don't necessarily want to put paint all of this as like this is a, where a he belongs it's, in it's, the you're talking also about like changing the sport and entertainment I, right yeah i want to yeah specifically what did he do to the sport and how ridiculous of a player he is to watch compared to pierre uh because like i I mean, he, he like Nick, like I, I, people in you know, you know grade school are jacking up threes because of Steph Curry. Right. So to your to your point, um, it, it, at, like both an amateur and a pro level, he's changed the game more than LeBron, Kobe, Duncan, Garnett, any of the greats of my time. Right. KD included in that. KD, Giannis included in that. Like he's just changed the game more than anyone since. I don't know. I'm sure Shaq had an element of that, just like in terms of like, oh, you just had to guard him so weirdly and everything. I don't crazy. think. I, I mean, I genuinely don't think so because Shaq uh, was huge and not everybody is huge. But anybody can shoot a three from way too yep, far out. Yep. Like yep. they can and certainly he changed, try. <laughs> he changed broad trends. Like sometime I'll show you a, <laughs> sure, a chart yeah. of like three point shots per ta- taken per game uh, for NBA teams. But you're totally right. Like I mean, from kids in a playground to high school players to the NBA, the game is fundamentally different because of. Steph Curry, right? So um, I think one of the cool things about both uh, Steph and Mahomes is that neither one of them were like the number one prospect coming out of college. Uh, So off the top, do you know where Steph got picked 
If you had uh, to guess. No pressure. It's like, it's like no seven pressure. to nine. I think it's eight. Oh, you're a one-off. It's seven. <laughs> it's seven. Ah! It's seven. Um, I, I know uh, I, I, uh, I think Johnny Flynn went ahead of him, who is also a point guard. Uh, which you are, is, you're 100% correct. Which yes. is hilarious. It's very, it's very good job. Yeah, so before him, it was Blake Griffin. Uh, fair enough, uh, especially coming out of college. Um, yep. I'm just going to skip a little round. So there's James Harden. Um, Third, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, you got Ricky Rubio. Uh, Rubio was Rubio like was was hot stuff coming out uh, coming into the NBA. Yeah, so like there there's some good players um, that came before him, but like the, the, a respectable you know but, seventh pick, but not like but safe nobody, to say underrated. Safe to say possibly yeah, underrated. I, I, well, like I mean, do you, you think, think about the it? Timberwolves would have preferred a slightly different point? <laughs> Perhaps, perhaps they would have. But yeah, I mean, he was a very non-traditional point guard coming out of Davidson. Like, a relatively small school doing stuff that was, I mean, not the normal thing you would expect a point guard to do. Shooting way, way, way too far outside the, the perimeter and, and honestly was way undersized and uh, looked like he would get pushed around in a modern NBA. Like that, yeah, at least for my, I mean, I remember watching him play in uh march madness in a bar back in 2008 like i <laughs> i remember him like it was an interesting thing uh but it definitely didn't feel like oh man this guy is going to change the nba right um, do you know anything about uh, the 2017 NFL draft, sir? I know nothing about the 2017 NFL. Wait, wait. I I bet that Patrick Mahomes was drafted that year. Bam. <laughs> hey, good job, buddy. Um, so it's called context this, clues, listeners. This is, this is very important <laughs> stuff for you to learn. This one I also watched in a bar, funny enough, with a couple friends, and uh, it was like a draft party for our local radio station, and I got asked what I thought about the Patrick Mahomes pick. Actually, before they even um, before they even made the pick, they they did the trade. So we so first off. Um, Pat Mahomes was not the first overall quarterback taken. Uh, Pat Mahomes actually got taken 10th. Um, okay. Which, honestly, that is about equivalent if you convert that to NBA pick, like, percentage. Like, basically, the middle of the draft, both of them. Um, a little a little bit ahead of media, or the middle of the draft. Um, so just, you know, 7th is still pretty good. It's, it's still a pretty... Right. It's a seven, yeah. 7 out of 30, but it doesn't matter. Go ahead. Yeah, 10 out of 32... And um, seven out of thirty. You're, you're totally right. Yeah. It's super similar. So yeah, pretty pretty similar positioning. Um, <coughs> gosh, I'm gonna die. <clears throat> Please don't. Please, yeah. Jeff, is, this would be a very. It would not go well on the po- on the podcast. I have no idea how to publish this thing. Right, and like all the editing you would have to do, and you oh, have God. to look up all the passwords. It'd be rough. <clears throat> So, anyways, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, were picking later on in the first round, and we traded away our next year first round pick and a third round pick to move up to 10th. And before we had actually selected our position, I was excited about um, one of the, you know, there were a couple of really good uh, cornerbacks in the in the draft right there. Um a couple good linebackers and I was excited for us for the improvements that we were going to make on defense. Like thinking surely like there's just somebody that that was what we were doing. Cause at the time we had Alex Smith who was a serviceable, I mean, he was a pro bowl quarterback going into that draft. So and he was pro a little, good. Little right? older. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just the all-star game for NFL. Um, yeah. So like, yeah, definitely okay. Quarterback. And like we were, 
like shaping up to be a pretty good team uh, that was going to like be a playoff contender. Um, and then we picked the kid out of Texas Tech. Now, uh, I watched one game of Mr. Patrick Mahomes game. Uh, and one, I watched only one game of Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech, uh, which uh, is Texas Tech, if you're not familiar, Nick, is out of Lubbock, Texas, which mm-hmm. is very close to where a lot of my family, uh, that well, Katie's side, lives um, down in Texas. Oh, nice. I did not know that. And so they are huge Texas Tech fans. And we happened to be down there uh, close to the end of the year back in 20, um, back in 2016 and watched Texas Tech play Oklahoma, which ended up being one of the most ridiculous college football games of all time. Okay. Um, so a lot of the problems, actually, before I dive into the – because. I do want to like circle back around and talk about him and Steph Curry together. But before I do that, I do feel like I need to give you a little bit more of a background before we talk about his NFL career. Um, So I'm going to show you um, a little bit of a clip from his college years. So here is... He doesn't look like he's prepped to freaking fire there, right? We're going to talk about that. I don't want you to watch, but he notoriously does not plant his feet. And we'll talk about why okay. and etc. But I just wanted you to watch like another few plays here. Jeff, this is a lot of fun. He doesn't look that athletic, but that was that was graceful. Yeah, I mean, it's so wild. Is he especially fast or does he just have no. good instincts? He has incredible instincts. He is not fast at all. <laughs> okay. Because I, I was going to say, he doesn't look fast in these. No, like, he's I've not. Seen him, I've seen him get like rushing. Look at this ru- dime here, dude. Oh, jeez. That's fantastic. On like a 40-yard drop right here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And just sees the action happening okay. 800 can, yards away. You can pause it here. Oh, come on. Jeff, this is great. I'm having fun, Jeff. Why would you take me away from this? <laughs> we can get back into it in a second. Um, okay, so Nick, uh, I definitely cut most of that. So what is your takeaway from uh, Mr. Mahomes at his time at Texas Tech? Um, okay, so... I don't know football, right? But I do know that one thing about uh, players going from a a lower level of play to a higher level is that sometimes players can toy with the, uh, the weaknesses of their current level of play. And sometimes, like, it's easy to attribute their success to, like, oh, that's the kind of thing that doesn't hold up at a higher level of competition. Um, I have the eternal examples of, um, Adam Morrison and JJ Redick. They were, like, uh, they both had just an mm-hmm. incredible college season in their senior years, and then both came to the NBA and were totally flawed and like could not translate that way at all. And part of it was Adam Morrison was like tall and lanky and uh, hit mid rangers and stuff, and it's a lot easier to do that on a shorter defender than a faster, taller, more athletic one, and yada yada, right? And uh, after he took took away like his ability to shoot over people, he just didn't have that much go- as much going for him. Is my analysis of it. And I could see why people would be skeptical of a dude like prancing around, not planting and throwing off the cuff like throws. And also I watch this guy and I'm like, yeah, this guy is, is playing with, he's like, it's like, he's just smarter than them all. He's just like, he's just goofing around with them. And he's like, yeah, I don't have to put my feet down. Why would I have to put my feet down? I, I've, I've never, point they, 40 foot drops. They, hold on. I've never heard anybody say that he prances around, but like, I, that is a fan. <laughs> fantastic description he's the most awkward runner like yeah. he literally does prance around and takes <laughs> time to do something i love that right. i'm going to steal that a thousand times oh my god uh, you 
you know I don't have like a good like re- frame of reference for like what a, a great like NFL quarterback looks like in a lot of ways. But I feel like I've watched you know like Michael Vick and Donovan. I, I was not even out a runner. I, mean, I don't know. It's He's been a, a quarterback. Long time. Yes. Was he? Was he a good he was run- a running no, quarterback? Was he a- He's yeah. a running quarterback. Yes. Yeah, that's what I meant. Is and yeah. like I can picture them like just being athletic freaks breaking down defenses on the run, and I'm like, yeah, that's not what's happening here. You just. He's just kind of like awkwardly out slithering away from them, Yeah, Pat, right? Pat does that at like 30% speed. <laughs> right, right, exactly. I'm like, you know you can take full strides, right? Like you, you, try, to, you can try to run if you want to run. I mean, oh, he's, he's fine. He's going to touchdown. It's fine. Um, so he got um, – so he was a three-sport athlete in uh, college. Okay. Uh, he played football, baseball, and basketball. Um, could have – or I, in high school. I don't I don't think he actually played uh, baseball in – or I'm sorry. Okay. I don't think, I don't think he played basketball in college. I, and gotcha. And he, he dropped out of baseball in high school. Or, God, Lord. This is what's like having COVID when you're trying to remember how to say sentences. Do do you know his uh, family background at all? By chance, I'm not no. sure how popular that is. So uh, his dad is uh, Pat Mahomes as well, and he was a major league pitcher for 12 years. Uh, That's or crazy. Something, something like that. So. Pat, growing up, played a lot of baseball, and that was a big emphasis, and a lot of his mechanics are very baseball-esque. Okay, um, I so can see that. he was a very, very good pitcher. Like, he threw in the mid to high 90, uh, 90s um, as far as, like, his fastball uh, as a pitcher. Also Jeez. played a lot of shortstop. Um, it also was a really good batter, too. Uh, like, he was a fantastic athlete. Um, one of the things that you do as a shortstop, though, is like you make a lot of off balance throws and like that is kind of just baked into the position like you need to make you know that play to second or first or whatever as fast as you can uh and so whatever position you're in you're just gonna make it happen uh and so that you can see that in his play as a football player 100 percent that got shredded though uh, when he was drafted. Like he, like it basically was like, man, this guy's footwork is so unorthodox and terrible. There's no way that he's going to be able to attack well enough if he's not going to be, you know, willing to throw like a normal pass. Instead, all the time, you know, just throwing off your back foot or you know, sidearming right. things. Like that was just considered to be like, there's just no way that this is ever going to work out. That makes sense. And so that's why he fell as far as he did. Uh, again, a tenth round pick is still really respectable, and he had a team that oh, traded sorry. up. Is it to tenth get him. round pick? Sorry, tenth overall. Pick oh, okay, okay. Of the first like, round. Whoa. No, 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 no. Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah. So he got to the NFL. Lots of criticism. Um, he sat out. At, he was just a backup for us for the entire uh, first season after he got drafted, except for the very last game when we sat Alex Smith because we'd already locked up our position in the playoffs. And he did pretty good. Like there was like a little bit of flash here and there. Um, I'm gonna show you uh, three different plays. Neither one of them are definitely like definitive like examples of Pat Mahomes. But what I want you to like get from this is really the same way that Steph Curry will occasionally just get on a roll and do things that <laughs> nobody else should ever do. 
I like take a shot I, attempt that you know like every coach ever has always said like if you take that shot again you're getting pulled or something like that but also he's hitting it three times in a row <laughs> so the first thing that's funny the first thing I'm going to show you is literally what I, the, my title for my notes is this is something that nobody else should ever try and <laughs> and honestly it's something he should never try so when you're a quarterback the number one way that you're going to throw an interception is if you throw back across your body across the defense because like just there's like like just the algebra is against you like you have yes. like there's your throw there's so many different lanes that people can go and intercept or break up that pass that makes sense um, so i'm going to show you this clip real quick and then i will have you describe what you saw okay. hold on just a moment um and also nick i want you to know this is this isn't just like some podunk game. We're trying to stay in first place in the AFC in this game. <laughs> and there's one minute and 29 seconds to go on the clock, and it is fourth down and nine yards. If we do not complete this pass, we are we lost. Like, that is the end of the game. So this is the last play, potentially, of, of this game. Uh, and here you go. And we'll just start this one right from zero whenever you're ready. Hit play in three, two, one, play. Oh, I see this. We're down seven with one thirty. That's good. Yeah, That's... not. Yeah, this game is over. Four, if we don't oh, fourth and nine. Fourth and nine. That that is a just looking at it, especially after you say throw across your body across. The Never defense, throw like, across your body. That that like hurt my heart to see it because it just looks like the kind of desperation that that is inevitably going to be an interception. I have to watch the replay. Do you have it still going? It is so. Crazy. Yeah, I do. I do. Catches eye contact, throws the ball. Like, it is. And the velocity oh, that he puts that, on this thing is just unreal. By the way, I, I love that. I, it's it's so cool. I love how um how much depth there is to details in, in uh, football because you nailed it that he is waiting for Tyrese Hill to – Tyrese, right? Not Tyrese. Tyrese. Tyrese Hill. Tyrese Hill, yeah. To, to, to have eye contact with him. And he sees it, and it's just, like, one more step to gather, and that's when he throws. Like, yep. that's – Oh my god! I think I think football like football is really hard for me because I get bored watching it sometimes. Like I, I think there's like a lot of times where it's like Nick, you okay, would well, not you would I, not be bored if you watched it with me. Like, I know every I know. single play. It's, like I am looking for something. It's because I don't know enough. It's, yeah. it's the problem. You know what I mean? But also like I watch these clips sometimes and I'm like, oh my god, the chemistry here. Like it's it's like obviously that's the the, the moment. It's so good. I love it so much. Uh, yeah. So this next one I want to show you, Nick, is my example of um, what happens when you get Pat Mahomes' momentum, and <laughs> and like he, and I, I, this is this to me feels more like literally this is Steph Curry hitting back to back threes at the end of a half because he got hot for no no reason other than he's Steph Curry. Right, um, like it's it's one of those moments where you're it's a tie game and you're feeling good about the game, and then with 14 seconds left in the half. Steph drops two on you, and you're like, "Now hold on a second. I was we were feeling we were feeling good a moment ago." And also, uh, briefly, I will say this play was a part of our Super Bowl run run that we won a freaking Super Bowl, and I can't. There's so many other plays that I could also show you. This this gives me chills so much. I Nick, I jumped over our couch. From a standstill, I could not do that in a hundred years. I am thirty-three years old. <laughs> like, there's no way I could do that. I jumped over the actually that was uh, the Houston game, so I did not jump over the couch for this one. But like, I still have the same like memory of just being completely overjoyed for this entire playoff right. run. 
Um, anyways, sorry, I got a little distracted nope, there. Nope, nope, you're uh, good. But anyways, so we were down uh, 10-0. We went and scored uh, twice. They had scored one in the middle there, and we were getting ready to go into half, and we were really, like, there's 23 seconds left. We were really hoping to score a field goal. Um, we had two timeouts, so really kind of like what we're trying to do now is get it to be a little bit closer. Right now it's a long field goal, um, and this is... Yeah. This is Pat Mahomes uh, doing his thing to get us in position for a good field goal here. Um, tell me when you're ready to hit play. Uh, I am ready. All right, three, two, one, play. Bah. I do love that uh, in the NFL it's, it's touchdown runs and it's like a run, not a, uh, oh, a run like that. <laughs> yeah. Drive. Drive is the word I'm looking for. All, yeah. All we need to do is get in field goal range. Instead, he accidentally, you know, just runs 27 yards for a touchdown at the end of the half. Well, I love that too because this, so like this run, oh, I'm sorry, I stopped it before watching the replay. That's but this, uh, this, this run has very like, um, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about with this, but like old man at the YMCA vibes. Oh like, yeah, like and not not in a bad way, really. Like it's not fair to him. He doesn't look old here. Also, he is twenty. He is twenty four in this class. I know. <laughs> I, I I just mean like he's not. Honestly, a better comparison would be like young, uh, or not young, but like thirty year old Chris Paul on the Clippers, yes. where you're like. How does he keep getting to the rim? He's not hes not even running. He's not even sprinting. Like, why is he getting around people? And it's like, he just has instincts on where he's supposed to go. You know what I mean? Like, he just understands intrinsically in a way like that we don't, that, no, that everybody else wishes they could exactly where the openings are. And a lot of guys seem to get, not seem to, a lot of guys uh, succeed at breaking down defenses in the NBA and I assume in the NFL as well. Just like, I'm faster than you. If we're at the same spot and I want to break left, you're not going to keep up. Uh, it just the instincts are just crazy. Like I, yeah, that I don't even know how to like quantify or describe it. But like some people know what people are going to do, and they can just walk past them almost. Like yeah, Pat yeah. does not run fast at any point in this entire thing. Like <laughs> that's what like, I mean. He's not sprinting. How do you he get a yard touchdown? Just like <laughs> he just allows everybody to get out of his way. Like, right. Right. That's what I mean. It's like, I'm not even saying he's slow. I'm saying he's not running here. Like, like maybe if he got in a sprint, he'd be fast, but it's not, that's not what's happening here. Um, but anyways, this last one is from last week um, that I want to show you. And this one is, there's, there's lots of examples of when he does this sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. But to me, this is just like nobody else. Like, Steph tries things that nobody else will ever try in the NBA mm-hmm. because he's Steph Curry. Pat Mahomes does this, makes tries this play in a way like nobody in a thousand years would ever try this. It is so ridiculous. Like imagine, like to me, this is the equivalent of Steph Curry trying a random, like just for no reason, does like a like you know spin around, step back three, uncovered for no reason. Um, I don't. That's actually not fair, but. Um, and again, this is from this is the most recent week. So just a ha- just a random play from last week. <laughs> I love the defender. Just looks annoyed. I was like, "What the? Ah, damn it!" <laughs> <laughs> like literally, watch the replay on this thing. Because like, what kind of throwing motion is that? Like, literally, like lays it up. I guess. Well, like, I don't the, even. The the answer is just just like just touch, right? It's just instinctual touch of like I gotta get this out of my hand like right now. Whoop. <laughs> just, yep, yep. And I mean, like, he, there's other plays too where um, he's thrown it with his offhand because he's getting tackled, and like that made more sense. Like, he's it is, thrown it with his offhand? Okay, excuse, I'll have to show you that now too. Excuse you. <laughs> Hold on. Hey, Jeff, 
I'm a, I'm not an expert on this stuff, but I am pretty sure you're not supposed to throw the ball with your offhand. I'm, I've been led to believe. <laughs> I have to show you now. Most people throw better with their their dominant hand, as I understand it. And so this is Pat getting sacked uh, for sure, and just deciding that he's not okay with that. Are you he ready? Says, I don't get sacked. Uh, yeah, on uh, on three. Three, two, one, go. <laughs> Come on, man! I mean, I know it's just a flip, but, like, come on, man. That's so cool! That's so sick! Like, he just does things that nobody else tries to do. It is so unreal. And so, I guess, to to wrap all of my points with a bow, because um, I don't, I mean, actually, let me pull up my notes. Maybe I have more than I can think uh, here. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, yeah. I just, I guess there is a whole other thing about momentum that we could probably get into. Just like how um, there's certain times where you watch Steph Curry and you just know he's not going to miss. Um, yeah. Just in the same way that Pat gets in certain modes where you're like, well, they could, they doesn't matter anything that's going to happen. They are going to score a touchdown yep. on this drive. Um, and they both do it in ways that nobody else in the entire league that they're in are going to even attempt, let alone be able to achieve. And I, we're, we're, I'm going to look, I mean, Steph is going to retire before Pat, God willing, <laughs> um, no offense, but like nope, nope. they're 10 years difference or whatever. Um, but like, we're going to look back at Steph's career and like the, there are some really, really unique things that he did to the game, and uh, and and those have ripple effects across the entire NBA, entire you know all of the college teams out there, all of the you know people in high school games just jacking up threes. Yeah. Um, Pat has done the same sort of thing. Uh, there, I mean, heck, not even talking about the football side of it, but like there are people with his stupid haircut across the entire United States. <laughs> like right. the 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 impact that he has had. Um, but like he does it, and they both, to me, feel like they get into a groove and just have a lot of fun. They both chew their mouthpieces like psychopaths. Um, I just, I don't know. They're both. I just want our listeners to know that when, when the Warriors were playing the Thunder, that Jeff once texted me that, uh, that Steph Curry chooses mouthpiece like a jerk. And then you later retracted <laughs> that. But I was like, I didn't know that one like could do that. But I, I do understand how it would be very infuriating if, if you were on the, on the side of it, because I've watched the Steph Curry win basically every game against the, the Lakers yeah. that he could possibly win. I think he's probably, 40, 42 and negative one is what I'm assuming his career record is against the Lakers. Yeah, um, won 42 games and then the Lakers lost one. <laughs> they, did, they did lose one extra. They lost 43 somehow. Um, yeah. So, uh, like, yeah, like, I, I, I'm completely with you though. It, it's, it's, it seems transcendent in more than just the sports side. And um, so, so one thing I, I really like, and I assume that this is true of, of Mr. Mahomes based off of these is like one thing I really like about Steph is um I think sometimes we uh we're like a little rigid with sports like you learn to drill things you learn to go to practice and like uh you have coaches all your life telling you over your shoulder what you're supposed to do and I think that like sometimes people don't get that like sports are free-flowing like they're they're not like mm -hmm. They're not gonna stay in this pen like this uh, perfectly drawn up cookie cutter scenario, and like there's something like really fun and entertaining about people who have like improvisate improvisational skills. Yeah. Um, can I hit you with um with the the silliest uh Steph move? It's not the best Steph shot, I think. Uh, but yes, please do. 
You've probably seen this one. There's no, no special context to it, uh, but yeah. On right. three, uh, three, two, one, play. <laughs> I mean, that's that's literally <laughs> that feels to me that is the basketball equivalent of the thing that I just showed you the last Pat Mahomes highlight. Like yeah, like just randomly getting you know away from people and they're like, oh, just let me just jack up this uh, this score right here. No, right. no big deal. <laughs> do you, because do you I can't. Reaction just, here? <laughs> 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 so I loved his so face good. right at the end too. Like, yeah, he's smiling like, still. He's like, okay, I guess so. <laughs> I guess. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's. What... <clears throat> that's up. Uh, that's he said that is uh, the best thing he ever did coaching was, uh, or his uh, best coaching job. I can't remember the exact joke, but you know, he he said it, like that the the reason that people think he's a good coach is because he coaches Steph Curry. <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh, you dude, just let him do that. Freaking just like, exact... Also, I will say the other comparison I would say, um, Andy Reid, the Chiefs head coach, and. Um, and Steve Kerr, like, oh my gosh. Like, you could not ask for better coaches for a generational creative talent. Totally. It's just, just like, you know what? Sometimes they're just going to do things that don't make sense, but that's just... why we <laughs> pick them. Like, right, right, that's right. why we built our team thing. around them. That's, a, that's, that's great. We like that. <laughs> they actively oh. will occasionally do things that I would tell them not to do, and that is a feature, not a bug. Oh, yeah, that's very true. Um, so okay, okay real, real quick. Um, so I think that like um, I think that uh, in this in this clip it is a very quick clip before he gets the shot up. But the the conventional thing you would get drilled in your head if you were like being a concern, like if you were being coached, if you could be coached through every step of this play is like the moment you catch the ball before you've dribbled, you should realize that there's four guys in front of you and around right. you. You should you should pull back. And then after the first dribble, you should say, I can't go into the teeth here. There's four guys around me. And instead he goes deeper and he just like plays around with the ball and it just goes deeper. And then he steps back and he steps back into like a, 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 a jump stop with his feet not square to the hoop. At all, like you can see his his shoulder is like. I just like, watched it again. Yeah, yeah. He's not square to the hoop. You're not supposed to shoot step backs with your feet sideways to the hoop. Like, uh, like or it's bad like, mechanics. But it's, what does it matter? It doesn't matter if you can square up in the air and you just happen to be Stephen Curry and have, and not care that you're fading away from 30, 27 feet or whatever. No, I, but like Nick, that's this is exactly the thing. Yeah. Like, they they do things that are things we're never like nobody's ever going to do it the way they did it. Right. They're right. they're unique just in the same way that Larry Bird had just a weird way of making plays happen um, right. that nobody else is ever going to exactly emulate. Like right. they are a player that are doing they're doing things before our eyes that we'll never see again the way that we're seeing it. Yep. And that should not be taken for granted. I don't know. Completely agree. And I I, I love that they're. Imp- Improvisational, and that they they've brought like I, I just from the from what I know of Mahomes at least they've brought like that like fun uh, instinctual uh, outside of the, the norms and the bounds of like what you're taught uh, energy and and play style like it's 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 freaking good man oh yeah for <laughs> he definitely brings some big this is not how you should do it energy. <laughs> Um, oh, we didn't. Yeah. We didn't even get into like how popular he's made the no look pass and stuff like that, which is not you. You should never not look at the person you're throwing to. But he. Hey, uh, that, that's, that I was gonna say that doesn't sound like a good move, right? Like, <laughs> not in the NFL, especially like you're. It's not like the NBA where you're throwing it like you know twenty feet. Like you're right, talking right. like oh, let me just casually throw it ninety feet down the field. Uh, no look. Oh so. my god, that's really good. 
Anyways, um, so yeah, that I don't know. Just enjoy the people that we have while we have them, uh, especially the people that are unique talents like Steph Curry and Mr. Patrick Mahomes. Um, man, I just I love watching them both. I'm I'm gonna miss uh, Steph and I'm gonna miss Pat here in a hundred years when he retires or whatever. Um, but probably in, years, in the me- yeah. in the meantime. It's good. It's a good stuff. It's it good is. Stuff. It is. I know this is a this is a very self indulgent topic, but I oh, really yeah. enjoyed it because <laughs> very self indulgent. So for our non sports uh, listener, uh, sports fan listeners, I'm sorry, but hopefully you can apply this to like whatever you follow because I think that there is like truth to this in all kinds of stuff. Like, um, I don't want to um I I don't want to uh go into this, but like I have like uh, as silly as it is like. Uh, Jeff and I used to both uh, play and follow competitive League of Legends a long time ago, which is one of the first uh, big mm. esports that got that popped off. And I haven't followed it in a long time, but I can tell you that like I like, instantly as we were talking about this stuff, I had a comparison in, in mind there. Uh, and uh, in terms of like the fun, it, uh, not conventional way to of playing, and I don't know, man, I I, I just love it. I, I think that you could probably find parallels to this in other fields and applications and stuff too. So yeah, a thousand. A thousand, a thousand percent agree. Yeah. All right, Nicholas. This is a wrap. We did it. We made it through. Um, on the off weeks that we do this podcast, we do another podcast called the Year We Start Another Podcast. Um, it's on patreon.com forward slash Tywasap. Go ahead and check yes. it out. There you go. You can also follow us at Tywasap on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And you can find all of that at Tywasap.com. Man, Nick, that was very unimprovised, but you know what? It's the best we can ask for from you. Uh, well, I will say that the the uh, the Patreon podcast is the improvised one. That's the, that's okay. a, little, a little more off the cuff. Okay. Uh, in here, I'm very I'm very professional. I'm very buttoned up. You know I me. Mean? All right. Well, we'll we'll stay on script then and call this a wrap. Thank you so much, Nick, for potting with me. You are welcome, sir. Thank you all so much for listening.